0: Well, hello everyone. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes and I want to thank you f- for coming to Destiny Moments. And I know that when you leave here today, you would have given, been given a message that will help you every day of your life. And before we get started though, I want to wish you fantastic daddies out there. I want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day. Yeah, it's coming June 19th, this Sunday. So I want to wish you guys an early happy Father's Day. I want to say a happy Father's Day to my dear uncle, Otis Clements, to my dear friend, Lester Wheeler, and to my dear brother, Anthony Hughes, and to... Let's see here, my brother-in-law, William Ross, to his son, my nephew, Brian Ross, and to my nephew and godson, Dwight Stewart. I want to thank you all for coming tonight, but I just want to say, Happy Father's Day to all of our great dads Because without you guys, we couldn't be here So we want to wish you all a happy Father's Day And I pray that you have a great day Well, we want to get right into the message tonight And um, we're going to be talking about uh, What determines a giver from a taker. And where are you? And this is my title. And before I get into I was um, looking at what Denzel Washington, you know, he's one of our uh, famous actors. And something he said, it really, it really, um, you know, basically helps with the message tonight. And he says, one of the most important lessons in life that you should know is to remember this. is to have attitude, gratitude and humility. He says understand where the gift comes from. It's not yours. It's been given to you. Use what you have. And number two help others. You can't take it with you on your last day but you can leave it here. You can't Um, like he said, take it with you, you never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. So in other words, we need to learn how to truly be a giver. Thank you, Denzel Washington, for that fantastic word tonight. And we are going to talk about some characteristics of a giver. The dictionary describes a giver as a person who gives something or a giver gives advice a person who's a giver is a person who is a donor or a presenter a a a, a, a person who gives to um, institutions or to um, give help to you financially what is a giver in a relationship well, is someone who really thinks about what the other person wants and needs. Kaplan, who has been a therapist for 20 years, states it this way. A giver will think, how can I make my partner's life better in some way? By giving a gift, a hug, listening. A giver is intuitive. What is the difference between givers and takers? Well, whereas a take, takers tend to be self-focused, evaluating what other people can offer them. Did you get that? Let me read, let me say that one more time. Takers tend to be self-focused, evaluating what other people can offer them, but givers are Other focus, paying more attention to what other people need from them. Let me say it again about givers. Our other focus, paying more attention to what other people need from them. Who are you? Are you a giver or are you a taker? Take some time to reflect on who have you been In past relationships with your friends or family members or neighbors or children, with your children or siblings or parents. And the list can go on and on. I'm bringing this up after reflecting on a recent situation and I'm thinking how selfish this individual is as a person. They are not able to follow simple directions. For for the betterment of the whole It seems as if all they could focus on Is their need being met I personally think this person Presented themselves as a selfish individual I have a lot of respect for our men But I personally think that men being the leaders Should be the first to partake in being a giver I didn't say they should be foolish and allow others to misuse their kindness. But I lose a lot of respect when I see a man or men who has no respect for females and especially when they are an elderly female. We need to truly teach our younger men. And I'm stressing black men because I am of that race. And we have black heritage when it comes to our grandparents and parents teaching us to have respect for women and the elderly. And I just really, I'm stressing that because I do have very much so passion when it comes to this message. I pray that our younger generation understands that you get farther in life being a giver. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 that God gives, that God loves a cheerful giver. And Acts 20 and 35 says, Jesus taught that it is better to give than to receive. Stop always looking for someone to meet your needs. When you never give to anyone except your needs being met. This is a taker. Did you, did you hear that? When you never give to anyone except having your needs met. This is a taker. The Bible describes a person who has a devoted giver, who was a devoted giver, was Cornelius. In Acts 10 and 2, the Bible says he was prayerful, devout, generous. He lived this way both publicly and privately. This is how he led his family and also how he led his career. The scripture says it this way in the NIV Acts 10 and 2. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. We have gotten away from the spiritual lifestyle, and many of our family members are going to hell. We need to remember what helped us get where we are today, from slavery to freedom. We have gone backwards to our old vomit by turning our backs on God. We have to understand life is filled with trials and tribulations. But don't blame God. Blame Adam and Eve for their disobedience. Sin came into the world from Eve listening to the serpent. But it came when it, it really came down when Adam joining Eve in her disobedience this is how sin got into the earth according to Genesis 3 six, thirteen through 17 and it says it this way when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some of it and ate it She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Now that's when sin came into the world. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord. God said, God, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, And they hid from the Lord, God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you? not to eat from and the man said, the woman put you put you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Now see that's the blame game. now Adam you should know better. <laughs> see men they were talking about the fruit there but now in many cases it's sex. yeah you're being deceived through sex. Now let's get back to the scripture. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The, 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 the serpent deceived me. And I ate. Well, she did own up to her wrong, right? <laughs> to her wrongdoing. Ladies, we have to stop being deceitful. Not all ladies, but some of us come home come on now you know some of us we we have to know your shortcomings are you a giver or a taker you got to know are you looking out for the well-being of your spouse or mate and are you following his lead when the holy spirit is directing you to follow your man or husband it's time to submit to one another so we can have better relationships. Listen. Listen what the Lord has to say in Genesis 3 and 14. So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You have crawled on your belly. And you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And to the woman, this is what God said to the woman. I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. This is why women bearing children Through their pregnancy is painful. But he continues, God continues. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. See, women, don't get mad with me, ladies. I know you don't want to hear this, but the man is the leader over us due to our disobedience. This is why we have to learn how to be a giver in our relationships so that we can allow the man in your life to lead and get back to you because he is listening and he's supposed to to the voice of God for his family. So it's time out for our relationships being built on taking from each other. We got to stop being takers. We just we beat up on each other. We have no respect for one another. We talk to each other. We if someone asks us to do something, we do just the opposite because we're living in rebellion and disobedience. So there are no winners when we operate out of deceitfulness. We have to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to live big inside of both individuals by being loving, listening. Did you hear that? Listening. Let me go back to the first word. by being loving. And we find that hard sometimes really loving the person, understanding the person's pain, understanding what they're going through. Because we're so busy being takers. All we can think about is, you know, what they did to me and how I'm not gonna do nothing else for them and and you know forget them. And so why are you even even thinking about a relationship? Why? Just ask yourself. So I'm gonna go back to it again. We have to learn how to first be loving, listening. To the needs of each other and allowing the both of you to give to each other as the man leads you and both of you are submitting to the voice of God. Did you hear that? When we're both submitting to the voice of God, according to Ephesians 5, 21 through 23. In verse 521, Ephesians 521, submit means in Ephesians 521 to give or yield to the authority or power of another. This scripture isn't telling you to submit to another person. It is asking you to yield to Jesus. When we do that, we give him the authority to guide us. And show us how to live, not by your will, but His will for your life. Did you get that? So I believe that when we begin to yield to the voice of God, yield to His Spirit, men you got to get in your rightful positions by being led by the Spirit of God. And when you are being led by the Spirit, now you can lead that woman. Now that woman can submit to you. Now I know the scripture says submit one to the other. But we have to understand God has commanded us that the man must lead us. And men, you got to get in your rightful position. Now I'm going to go back to Ephesians 5, 21 through 23. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. And uh, where it says, starting with twenty-one, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And number twenty-two says, and that was twenty-one when we're when we're submitting ourselves to the fear of God. That means we're submitting to the voice of God, letting Him lead us and guide us. And twenty-two, He says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. So if you're if you're submitting to your husband. Well, I should say this, you know, then you know you should be submitting to the Lord because you're not going to submit yourself to your husband. If you're not listening to the voice of God And 23, says it this way for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. We need our savior daily to give us directions in our lives. I'm going to read Ephesians 5.23. It tells a man to love his wife. He's commanding you men again to love your wife. He says, husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, in Ephesians 5.33 also referenced a man to love his wife. It says here, nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. So if you love yourself, then you you, you are going to love your wife because God is teaching you first how to be first to submit to God. And he's going to teach you how to love yourself through the Spirit, right? And so now, ladies, he's telling us, We have to reverence your husband or mate, which means have a deep respect for someone or something. The Bible is using reverence as a profound love and respect. For example, is when we have a reverent mindset or attitude for our God. We honor him and express our gratitude towards him by obeying his word it is time for us to strengthen our life by obeying God's word you do it because of what he did for you by giving his only begotten son that we may walk in forgiveness of our sins if that's not a giver what is gave his only begotten son went to the cross died Knowing he was going to rise on that third day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how we are now forgiven of our sins. So if you don't understand what I'm, what I have been talking about tonight, it might be because you have not asked Christ into your life. You can do this tonight by repeating the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me according to Romans 10, 9 through 13. Nine says it this way: That if thou shalt confess with with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse ten: For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse eleven: For the Scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. 13. For whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Glory to God. I mean, I just get happy when I think about the salvation of the Lord. So that is what I want you to do tonight. I want you to repeat after me. If you are a backslider or you are accepting him into your life for the first time, I want you to repeat this with me. Say it out loud. Father, I am coming in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to forgive me of every sin that I've committed. May you forgive me And wash me by the blood of Jesus I ask this in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah Praise the Lord You are now born again You are saved Praise the Lord Hallelujah This is your new blood wash birthday June 16 2022 Now it is important for you to Grow in the things of God that you join a church that teaches the word of God and salvation. This will help you to grow up in your new lifestyle. Go tell a family member or a friend that you are saved, that you gave your life to the Lord. Salvation is free. Let this be your opportunity to feel the freedom of Jesus living inside of you. Praise the Lord. Well, Go back and listen to this message again so you can become a giver and not a taker. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. I'm going to see you next Thursday. You must remember you are a giver. Go free. Love you. Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank you for coming to our show tonight. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes, and I'm back. I want to apologize for not being here last week, Um, but people who know me know that I take many vitamins daily. My friend heard my voice, and she said, What happened? I I was sounding very raspy. Because with all the vitamins that I take, she was wondering what was going on because I am never under the weather. Well, I was in the bed when my show was supposed to air last week. I couldn't even put a replay on. I was that under the weather. I have been working diligently. I even... Had to visit my doctor. Yes, she tested me for COVID. And praise God, I didn't have that. God is merciful. Praise the Lord. I am healed and feeling great. But let me say this. The question I would ask you is, are you well? And what are you doing to stay well? Now, I know you didn't come in to hear about wellness, but today, since I was under the weather last week, and it really caught me by surprise, and it, was, it wasn't it was an easy thing to shake. I'm being serious, and uh, especially for a person who d- doesn't get sick, but you think and function better when your body is healthy. Now, I must confess, my doctor knows that I need to lose some weight. I have been fighting this situation all of my life. It all starts with what you're thinking and wanting to get that excess weight off of you so that you can feel good and look good and, and know you're, you're healthy. I know this is a delicate subject to talk about, but I am determined to lose my excess weight. And yes... End of conversation. I don't want you to say I'm not listening to the show tonight. But really, tonight we are going to talk about what voice are you hearing? We are going to break it down by letters. Voice. V, victory. O, order. I, inspire (laughs) Inspired. C, courage. E, excitement. What inspires you on a daily basis? My pastor asked me, What is your passion, Michelle? (laughs) And but now we're going to talk about that. That's another show. We're not going to talk about that tonight. But what voice do you hear that inspires you? I hope you would say, Come every Thursday night and listening to my show. <laughs> but truthfully, I'm referring to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be reading from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. I'm reading from the NIV, the New uh, Living Tested, uh Translation. But the Holy, reading from verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 23, gentleness and self-control, and there is no law against these things. So now we're, we're going to just stop and talk on these areas alone. Love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Do you mind if we take our time tonight and talk on these areas that we use or not use many times in our life? I'm going to skip over love because I'm always talking about love. So let's talk tonight about joy, peace, and kindness. But however, you really can't have ownership of any of these of these words without having a personal relationship with God. Yes, it's hard to genuinely love without confessing Christ into your life as your personal savior. According to Romans 10 verses 9 through 13, and it goes like this. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith. You are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between the Jew, the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, this is what I want you to do tonight. I know we usually do it at the end, but I'm doing it first because I want you to partake in these words. And I believe that you uh, can't be a partaker until you confess Christ as your personal Savior. So repeat after me. If you believe this is time and you want to give your life over to God and you want to see change in your mind and your consciousness in the Holy Spirit residing in you, I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Father, I ask you to come into my life according to Jesus giving his life and being raised from the dead on the third day. Hallelujah. Now you are saved by his blood. Thank you for a newness of thinking. Repeat after me newness of thinking. Spiritual values will change daily. You are saved by the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross and rose on the third day. You are now saved. Praise the Lord. And that's all. It's real simple. Ask God to forgive you of your sins and knowingly, I always say knowingly or unknowingly. And you have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want you really to experience the newness of spirit and being able to receive his word. So let's continue now to talk about joy, peace and kindness. And I'm going to go backwards to I'm I'm going backwards to forward. So let's start with kindness The definition for kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Example is, he thanked them for their kindness and support. Now, we could rest here for a while on being friendly, generous, and considerate. So now we're going to look up the meaning for friendly. The definition is kind. And pleasant, Isn't that what you would desire when you, um, you know, are around people that they're kind and generous and not mean and hateful, you know? <laughs> people come to church mean and hateful, you know what I'm talking about? And so, you know, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm taking out the time to explain what those words are and how we should... Um, you know, use them by asking the Holy Spirit to help us to be friendly and kind and pleasant. So now some people have a hard time being kind or pleasant. They, they're just people, as I said before, who are just mean. So, but how do you handle yourself with a mean person when you are being friendly? I have found that a mean person becomes unnerved in many cases, but you must just continue to be friendly. You don't have to have a conversation with a mean person and still behave in a friendly manner. Just smile and keep it moving. And it's just that plain and simple, I think we complicate things. You can't change people. You know, when you're younger, you think you can change people. But as you get older, you just say, honey, talk to the hand, because I know I can't change you. The Holy Spirit... You have to allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life to change you. And even God doesn't go against your will. He says you have to confess with your mouth. So he's saying in order for you to be saved, in order for you to be a Christian, you have to do it. He can't do it for you, and he doesn't go against your will. And so therefore, you have to do it with your voice, with your mind, with your spirit, with your heart, and confess it. And then begin to say, I want change. Do you want change? How many people just go to church, they confess Christ, and still year after year, they're doing the same things. They're not changing. Life is still the same. Somewhere, we have to begin to understand in order for these things to truly uh, live inside of us, you have to decide That I want change. And I can remember that. Hanging out with my friends, partying and, you know, with my boyfriend and stuff. And I can remember when I came to the Lord and Pastor Bogo, you know, Pastor Bogo and went on to be with the Lord. But he said, go and tell your friends. Tell your family you're saved. And when I got saved that day, I went and told my friends I was saved. And I remember one person, she was, you know, challenging me, you know. But you know it's okay um, because that person's still the same way they were then today. So you, you 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 have to realize there's some people you're gonna leave along the way. Everybody, you're not gonna win to the Lord. It may be somebody else who God will send to save them. But it, sometimes it won't. It just won't be you, and it's okay because you just have to pray and ask God to send people into um you know that person's life or whomever you feel needs the Lord you just keep a prayer visual you know sometimes you just write their names down and when you're in prayer call their name out um and so just just to remind the angels to go and minister to that person so I just believe that um if you want change In your life. It first starts with you. It can't be your mom and your daddy. You know your sister your brother. No. (laughs) Change starts with you. Relationship with God starts with you. It's not about what somebody else did. um, In the kingdom of God. God's going to look at what you have done. With your life. And how you are serving him. So now I kind of got off a little bit. But we're going to keep it moving. The Bible is really teaching us. How to handle any situation with kindness or just being considerate. Now, let's go to the word peace. The definition for peace is freedom from disturbance, uh, tranquility. The example is, you can first, you can rest here for two hours or more in peace and seclusion. Wow. The definition For joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. The example is spending evenings outside is one of the joys of summer. Now, being friendly, peaceful, and joyful are areas that we must include in our everyday routine. You have to ask yourself some questions. Number one. Am I being friendly to people today or to even myself? Number two, are you at peace with your life? This comes from having a personal relationship with God and working at changing your old behavior with a loving, godly behavior. This takes time. But You have to ask God to help you change your behavior and how you treat yourself and others. So watch your conversations. Um, Are you mean or or kind-spirited? As a Christian, your personality will begin to change if you allow God to work in your life. This is done with the help of the Holy Ghost. Well... I've given you some areas to meditate on and watch God help you embrace change in your life on a daily basis. And when you do that, you know that change is going to come in your life and in your personality and how you treat people. And you'll see every day of your life, you'll find yourself Being more conscious about how you're talking. Are you kind? Are you mean? It doesn't matter what other people do. God's going to hold you accountable on how you treat people and how you talk to people. And if you're mean-spirited, you're just mean. And you need to ask God to help you. Maybe some people don't know they mean. And if you don't know you mean, me, I, I can't help you. But it, well, I'm talking to those who know, you know, in your mind and in your conscious level, you have a mean spirit. And you need to ask God to help you to be more like him. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. I just want to thank you guys for coming. And remember to tell a friend about our show. And have them come back every week at 8 o'clock. Well, again, I want to thank you guys for coming. And you know what we do here. We keep it real. I love you. I'm going to see you next Thursday. You all have a blessed evening. And be conscious about how you think and how you speak. And let the Spirit of God help you to learn how to be peaceful how to be joyful, and how to be friendly. And when you find yourself on a daily basis just being a happy-go-lucky person, you are not going to let other people disturb your day because you are deciding to change from the inside out. Well, I'm going to let you go. You all have a great evening. i see you next week. Blessings to you. Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank you for coming to our show tonight. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes, and I'm back. I want to apologize for not being here last week. Um, But people who know me know that I take many vitamins daily. My friend heard my voice, and she said, What happened? I I was sounding very raspy. Because with all the vitamins that I take, she was wondering what was going on because I am never under the weather. Well, I was in the bed when my show was supposed to air last week. I couldn't even put a replay on. I was that under the weather. I have been working diligently. I even Had to visit my doctor. Yes, she tested me for COVID. And praise God, I didn't have that. God is merciful. Praise the Lord. I am healed and feeling great. But let me say this. The question I would ask you is, are you well? And what are you doing to stay well? Now, I know you didn't come in to hear about wellness, but today, since I was under the weather last week, and it really caught me by surprise, and it, was, it wasn't it was an easy thing to shake. I'm being serious, and uh, especially for a person who doesn't get sick, but you think and function better when your body is healthy. Now, I must confess, my doctor knows that I need to lose some weight. I have been fighting this situation all of my life. It all starts with what you're thinking and wanting to get that excess weight off of you so that you can feel good and look good and and know you're, you're healthy. I know this is a delicate subject to talk about, but I am determined to lose my excess weight. And yes... End of conversation. I don't want you to say I'm not listening to the show tonight. But really, tonight we are going to talk about what voice are you hearing? We're going to break it down by letters. Voice. V, victory. O, order. I, inspire (laughs) Inspired. C. Courage. E. Excitement. What inspires you on a daily basis? My pastor asked me, "What is your passion, Michelle?" (laughs) And but now we're gonna talk about that. That's another show. We're not gonna talk about that tonight. But what voice do you hear that inspires you? I hope you would say coming every Thursday night and listening to my show, <laughs> but truthfully, I am referring to the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be reading from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. I'm reading from the NIV, the New uh, Living Tested, uh Translation. But the Holy, reading from verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 23, gentleness and self-control, and there is no law against these things. So now we're, we're going to just stop and talk on these areas alone love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Do you mind if we take our time tonight and talk on these areas that we use or not use many times in our life? I'm going to skip over love because I'm always talking about love. So let's talk tonight about joy, peace, and kindness. But however, you really can't have ownership of any of these of these words without having a personal relationship with God. Yes, it's hard to genuinely love without confessing Christ into your life as your personal savior. According to Romans 10 verses 9 through 13, and it goes like this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith, you are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between the Jew, the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, this is what I want you to do tonight. I know we usually do it at the end, but I'm doing it first because I want you to partake in these words. And I believe that you uh, can't be a partaker until you confess Christ as your personal Savior. So repeat after me. If you believe this is time and you want to give your life over to God and you want to see change in your mind and your consciousness in the Holy Spirit residing in you. I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Father, I ask you to come into my life according to Jesus, giving his life and being raised from the dead on the third day. Hallelujah. Now you are saved by his blood. Thank you for a newness of thinking. Repeat after me. Newness of thinking. Spiritual values will change daily. You are saved by the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross and rose on the third day. You are now saved. Praise the Lord. And that's all. It's real simple. Ask God to forgive you of your sins and knowingly, I always say knowingly or unknowingly, And you have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want you really to experience the newness of spirit and being able to receive his word. So let's continue now to talk about joy, peace and kindness. And I'm going to go backwards to I'm I'm going backwards to forward. So let's start with kindness The definition for kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Example is, he thanked them for their kindness and support. Now, we could rest here for a while on being friendly, generous, and considerate. So now we're going to look up the meaning for friendly. The definition is kind. And pleasant, Isn't that what you would desire when you, um, you know, are around people that they're kind and generous and not mean and hateful? You know, <laughs> people come to church mean and hateful, you know what I'm talking about? And so, you know, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm taking out the time to explain what those words are and how we should um you know, use them by asking the Holy Spirit to help us to be friendly and kind and pleasant. So now some people have a hard time being kind or pleasant. They, they're just people, as I said before, who are just mean. So, but how do you handle yourself with a mean person person when you are being friendly I have found that a mean person becomes unnerved in many cases, but you must just continue to be friendly. You don't have to have a conversation with a mean person and still behave in a friendly manner. Just smile and keep it moving. And it's just that plain and simple. I think we complicate things. You can't change people. You know, when you're younger, you think you can change people. But as you get older, you just say, honey, talk to the hand because I know I can't change you. The Holy Spirit you have to allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life to change you. And even God doesn't go against your will. He says you have to confess with your mouth. So he's saying in order for you to be saved, in order for you to be a Christian, you have to do it. He can't do it for you. And he doesn't go against your will. And so, therefore, you have to do it with your voice, with your mind, with your spirit, with your heart. And confess it and then begin to say, I Want change? Do you want change? How many people just go to church, they confess Christ, and still, year after year, they're doing the same things, they're not changing, and life is still the same? Somewhere, we have to begin to understand in order for these things to truly uh, live inside of us, you have to decide. That I want change. And I can remember that. Hanging out with my friends, partying and, you know, with my boyfriend and stuff. And I can remember when I came to the Lord and Pastor Bogo, you know, Pastor Bogo, and went on to be with the Lord. But he said, go and tell your friends. Tell your family you're saved. And when I got saved that day, I went and told my friends I was saved. And I remember one person, she was, you know, challenging me, you know. But you know, it's okay um, because that person's still the same way they were then today. So you, you 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 have to realize there's some people you're gonna leave along the way. Everybody, you're not gonna win to the Lord. It may be somebody else who God will send to save them, but it, sometimes it won't it just won't be you. And it's okay because you just have to pray and ask God to send people into, um, you know, that person's life or whomever you feel needs the Lord. You just keep a prayer visual. You know, sometimes you just write their names down. And when you're in prayer, call their name out. Um, and so just, just to remind the angels to go and minister to that person. So I just believe that, um, if you want change, in your life. It first starts with you. It can't be your mom and your daddy, you know, your sister, your brother. No. (laughs) Change starts with you. Relationship with God starts with you. It's not about what somebody else did um, in the kingdom of God. God's going to look at what you have done with your life and how you are serving Him. So now I kind of got off a little bit, but we're going to keep it moving. The Bible is really teaching us How to handle any situation with kindness or just being considerate. Now, let's go to the word peace. The definition for peace is freedom from disturbance, uh, tranquility. The example is, you can first, you can rest here for two hours or more in peace and seclusion. Wow. The definition For joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. The example is spending evenings outside is one of the joys of summer. Now, being friendly, peaceful, and joyful are areas that we must include in our everyday routine. You have to ask yourself some questions. Number one. Am I being friendly to people today or to even myself? Number two, are you at peace with your life? This comes from having a personal relationship with God and working at changing your old behavior with a loving, godly behavior. This takes time. But You have to ask God to help you change your behavior and how you treat yourself and others. So watch your conversations. Um, Are you mean or or kind-spirited? As a Christian, your personality will begin to change if you allow God to work in your life. This is done with the help of the Holy Ghost. Well... I've given you some areas to meditate on and watch God help you embrace change in your life on a daily basis. And when you do that, you know that change is going to come in your life and in your personality and how you treat people. And you'll see every day of your life, you'll find yourself... Being more conscious about how you're talking. Are you kind? Are you mean? It doesn't matter what other people do. God's going to hold you accountable on how you treat people and how you talk to people. And if you're mean-spirited, you're just mean. And you need to ask God to help you. Maybe some people don't know they mean. And if you don't know you me, I, I can't help you. But it, well, I'm talking to those who know, you know, in your mind and in your conscious level, you have a mean spirit. And you need to ask God to help you to be more like him. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. I just want to thank you guys for coming. And remember to tell a friend about our show. And have them come back every week at 8 o'clock. Well, again, I want to thank you guys for coming. And you know what we do here. We keep it real. I love you. I'm going to see you next Thursday. You all have a blessed evening. And be conscious about how you think and how you speak. And let the Spirit of God help you to learn how to be peaceful, how to be joyful, and how to be friendly. And when you find yourself on a daily basis just being a happy-go-lucky person, you are not going to let other people disturb your day because you are deciding to change from the inside out. Well, I'm going to let you go. You all have a great evening. I'll see you next week. Blessings to you.